Hello, welcome to the You Do You Hum podcast, a place to give you motivation, direction and for me to be your very own cheerleader. Very excited to announce that our New Year's Day workshop went off with an absolute bang and I can now offer it to you as a recording. So if you want to set goals within your own time, if you want to learn how to transform your mindset, you need to get on it girls. The link is in the show notes below and I'm very, very excited to offer this and more to you in 2023. So keep your eyes peeled, but for now, let the podcast begin. Hello, hello and welcome back to the You Do You Home podcast brought to you by me, Laura Burke. I hope you're all well. I hope you settled nicely into a new year. How's it been going? How are you doing? Are you checking in with yourself? Are you looking after yourself? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a really, really good start for you. So I hope you're all doing okay. So I started my uh, mental health training business officially. Laura Burke Training and Consultancy is out and I'm ready to take on the world. Um, it has been a very exciting journey so far and just focusing on where I want to get to is so liberating and empowering and yeah good week good leads good things going on so that's really really exciting if any of you do want mental health training for your company you know where I am um I've been doing this for a long time now and it's very exciting to kind of go off and do it myself in the big wide world um but yeah so so that's that's all from me that's been going well and I mean, when you're really excited to go to work, what a nice place to be. I I don't know if many of us can say that, but for me right now, I certainly can. That's very nice. So today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is how we can support others with their mental health, because this question is asked to me quite often, um, and it's something that we really want the answers to, and we want that kind of fix it mentality we want to be able to go right you're like this I'm going to do this 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 and you're going to be cured you're going to be well and you're going to be better okay and it isn't actually as straightforward as that okay so when we are thinking about others and people's mental health It is a really challenging process caring for somebody with mental health issues, looking after somebody with mental health issues, because what happens is you don't have an element of control that you want to have, you know, that sits with that individual. And secondly, you might want to do something or you might encourage something that they don't necessarily want to do. And then what happens is there's a bit of conflict between you all because you are suggesting something, they're not with it yet. And often when people say to me you know I'm encouraging them to go to the doctor etc and they won't you know why it might be that they're scared it might be they don't know what's going to happen to them it might be they don't think they're bad enough yet okay you've got to remember self-awareness is different for different people and somebody might be kind of working away with their mental health and might be thinking okay you know I'm not I'm not a breaking point yet okay whereas for you on the receiving end, you see somebody who is not themselves, there's a change in character and you're really concerned about them, but they may not be there yet. And it's a tough one because what this requires is patience and it requires a level of understanding because it's really difficult because say in a working relationship or in a relationship where you work in mental health, you've got that relationship with that individual where you can guide, you can you can support them, but I guess you're not really taking it home. Whereas for an individual who's a partner, a wife, um, a son, a daughter, etc., and they are experiencing somebody really close to them who's struggling, 
that can feel incredibly overwhelming and we may not be as caring and as compassionate as we'd like to be because we might be exhausted. We might be at the point where we've had enough. We might be irritated at the person, very, very common. And if you've got these feelings right now, look, you're not alone. You're not alone. And what you've got to remember is you're frustrated by the illness, you're frustrated by the anxiety, the depression, the low mood, the OCD, whatever it might be. That's where your frustration lies. It isn't necessarily with that person. It's with their experiences, their behavior. Okay. So there's a differentiation for there. But before we go in to how you can support others, I want to bring it back to you. Because when we are looking after other people, it can take over our lives. You know, I've definitely got experience of this and it can take over your lives. You're worried about them. If you don't hear from them, you think something bad has happened. Um, the, the worry consumes you, okay? And that's not a really good place to be. And that is why it's really, really important that we focus on ourselves as well, okay? I say it time and time again, you know, in order to look after other people, we need to look after ourselves, okay? It's very, very important because when you are stressed, when you're overwhelmed, when you are feeling anxious, if you aren't kind of... um looking after yourself and kind of adding to the pot or rejuvenating or you know allowing yourself to de-stress you're going to be at breaking point okay you're going to lead to emotional snapping which is where you're like I can't do it anymore I can't cope you know I don't want to do this whatever it might be and we don't really want you to get to that stage okay so firstly it's about looking after you okay essentially so Yes, you might be looking after someone. Yes, you might be worried about them. Yes, they might be dominating the conversations right now, but you still need to make sure that you are looking after you. So don't stop running if if you're going running. You know, do go out with your friends. Do do the things that you need to do that resonate with you and make you feel good because you can't live your life just based on somebody else, okay? Regardless of what's going on, it can be very, very difficult to do that. And they they might not even thank you for it. They might want their own space. So do make sure that you are getting in mindfulness. You're listening to a podcast. You're, you're stepping away. You know, you're having time to cry when you need to cry. You're talking to people about it and the stress that you're experiencing because it's tough. It's tough being around someone who isn't doing great in their mental health. It is tough. It is draining. It is soul destroying at times because all you want is for them to be happy and for them to be better and you can't control it. And because of that, that leaves you feeling really flat sometimes. Okay. I I know it. I've lived it. I can really, really resonate with you if this is you right now, but I need to let you know that it's okay to look after you. It's not selfish. It's essential. You need to look after you too, especially during this time. Okay. Because in order to look after people, as I've said to you, you need to look after you. Next thing I want to highlight to you is boundaries. You know, if you know you are speaking to somebody or you've come into contact with someone who is not very well you need to be able to have boundaries okay maybe it's somebody at work for instance or it's a friend of a friend or it's somebody that you've met on Facebook okay you cannot say to somebody I'm always going to be here for you okay you know if you ever ring me I'll answer if you ever message me I'll I'll message you straight back I'm always going to be on the other end of the phone why do you think that is Why do you think that I would say you can't always promise that? The reason is, like you're probably right if you've just thought about it already, you can't always be there, 
Okay, there's going to be times when you're not going to be available. So to start off, make sure you have boundaries. Make sure you let them know that when you are available to talk and actually what are the other resources out there that they can access when you're not available to talk. You know, if it's somebody at work and then they're starting to ring you every night after work, that's going to leave you feeling very overwhelmed and feel like you're in that distress as well. You know, um, I'm somebody who's who's got, I'm a real em, em, uh, empathic, empathic, is that right? So much empathy. So to the point that, you know, when I'm talking to you and you're telling me something, I'm feeling what you're feeling. I'm, I'm right there with you. And as you can imagine, that is absolutely exhausting. Absolutely exhausting because I'm kind of resonating with some pain that's happened in my life to be able to resonate with you. Okay. And that takes a lot. So as you can imagine, after that experience, after that conversation, I'm wiped. You know, I need to, I need to kind of relax. I need to talk it through. I need to do something different. And you might be the same. So make sure that you're putting boundaries in place. Okay. You might not be able to answer every phone call. You might even say to them, look, you know, there might be times I don't answer the phone. Okay. If not, please do call this number or or please know the other resources available to you okay and you know other times I've said to people I'm not the best person to speak to about this because of this reason it might be something um very uh, specific maybe that I've got no experience in and say look I'm really glad you told me this thank you for sharing this with me um, I do think that there's uh services out there that would be better able to speak to you and to help you than I can let's find them services together okay you know so I'm recognizing I'm probably not the best person here let's find the right resources okay so it's putting in boundaries next thing that I just want to remind you you might be somebody who has a fix-it mentality okay and if this is you you need to kind of watch this okay you cannot fix everything you cannot go into a conversation and within that conversation solve that person's problem if you're talking to someone with depression you know as great as you are you might have all the skills in your world one session talking to you is not going to stop people feeling depressed it's not going to stop them having depression it probably won't stop them wanting to end their life if that's what they want to do however that individual will never ever forget how you've made them feel okay I will say that again you cannot say you cannot change the way somebody feels but you can make them in that moment feel valued you can make them feel connected you can make them feel listened to and you can make them feel validated and that alone is therapy I am telling you because so what the problem is when it comes to supporting people we think we need to say all these philosophical terms we think we need to say something really kind of um, wise and incredible and you know we're going to shock them and, and, and give them a different perspective but if someone's had depression they've got depression okay it's unlikely that you're going to make much change in that first time that you speak to them all right but as I've said to you you just listening to them is an amazing piece of therapy in itself, an amazing support that you could give someone. Because think about it, how often do you actually feel listened to? How how often do you feel, wow, like that made me feel really good or that made me feel really supported or that was such a lovely conversation where I could speak about how I feel and I felt comfortable. I didn't feel silly. I wasn't made to feel silly. I felt good. How often could you say that that's happened to you in your lifetime? Because 
Often a lot of us don't listen. So if you are just listening to someone, you are doing an amazing job. That's what I want to say to you. You're doing an incredible job. Listen to them. Ask more questions. Say to them, can you tell me more about this? That alone, I promise you, is so, so freaking powerful. Okay. And don't forget, you don't need to do this alone. Maybe you're supporting someone right now. You don't need to do it alone. Maybe there's someone you could bring in. Okay. Maybe there's someone, your family, a friend. If it's work, you might need to bring in a line manager. You know, you don't need to do this alone. Okay. Um, it depends on the situation. You know, it might be a case of saying to them, look, I really do want to make sure you get the support. Shall we go together and speak to our, speak to your line manager and we'll see we'll see how they can make things different in the workplace for you. You know, it might be a family member. Um, look, I think we should share this with your mum, your dad, whoever, you know. Bring people in. They say it takes a village, don't they? They say it takes a village to be looked after. And I kind of agree with that. I think the more support around us, the better the recovery for us. So don't be afraid to kind of open up the doors a little bit, you know, with their permission and discuss with them, you know, who else have you spoke to about this? Who else would you like to speak to to about this? Would you like me to help you speak to somebody about this? You know, sometimes we're so fearful and we fear the worst that actually the fear itself is worse than, than the actual event. You know, it's never as bad as we think it is. So you can always bring people in. Um, so when it when it does come to supporting someone, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, an individual might not have the self-awareness that they are, you know, struggling with their mental health yet. They might think, yep, I, I know there's a change in myself. They might be in a bit of a denial. No, no, I'm absolutely fine. Cracking on, I'm fine. Everything's fine. They might not have got to that realisation yet. And when that happens, we can't just go, no, you need to go to the doctor, you need to do it right now, because actually, they're not going to be there yet, they're not going to be there with you, they're going to go into that doctor's appointment and be like, I don't really know why I'm here, my wife told me to come, my partner told me to come, whatever it might be, and they're not yet, they're, they're not motivated yet, okay, they don't understand that change is necessary for them. So the ways that we can support someone is firstly by having patience and this is an incredibly hard thing to do especially when it's someone you love because all you want to do is march them to the doctors march them to a crisis service march them to a mental health service and for them to get the support that they need that's what you want that's all you want for them okay but if they're telling you I'm okay I don't want to um, see anybody I'm going to work it out myself we need to manage that you know, the only time that I'd go against that is if I was really, really concerned about their welfare and their safety. And, you know, I'd, I'd probably call 999 or try and get them to A&E if there was a suicide risk. But other than that, if there wasn't, we have to go by them. We have to go with what they're telling us. And that can be very, very, very frustrating because you've got that fix it mentality and you just want to solve it. You want things to feel better. Okay, so the way in which you can do that then, you know, maybe you've suggested something and they bark back at you or they say no or they say, I don't want to do that. We have to respect that. Okay, we have to respect that. We have to listen and we, we have to we have to say, okay. And the best way, as I've said to you, is how you are going to support someone is by listening, but not just listening. You need to listen without judgment. Okay, and that can be very hard for a lot of people because we're all full of judgments, okay, we all judge, that's what we do, you know, we can't help it, that's what our brain gives us, loads of judgments, and if we are 
starting a conversation and talking to someone and and we're judging them what do you think is going to happen in that conversation do you think that person's going to open up to you or do you think that person's just going to shut down you know they're going to go right well fine you're not the right person to talk to are you because they are in a place of I know how I am I don't need you to tell me or I just wanted you to listen to me that's all I needed that's all I needed so listen without judgment so they might say something to you you might think what the hell listen you know it might be something like they're saying I can't cope at work work the pressure's piling on Um, I've got to use a new system it's an excel spreadsheet I'm not used to it and they're losing sleep over it they feel sick they're crying going into work and you're thinking excel spreadsheets are easy they are so easy why is that something that's causing you so much distress but what you need to remember is you are very different to them okay we all have something called a frame of reference which is where our views our experiences are shaped by the world around us so my childhood experiences who I grew up with my friends family etc all shaped my beliefs and the way I viewed the world okay whereas somebody else might have had a very different experience to me and because of that they have a very different viewpoint so you need to remember that the next time you're talking to somebody and they say something that you don't necessarily agree with you don't need to agree you just need to listen you just need to be there you know, what we can resonate with, what we can recognize is pain and suffering. We can definitely know that. And that's what we can say. You know, I I can see this is causing you to feel really upset at the moment. I can see work is a source of stress right now. I can see work is something you're not enjoying at the moment, you know, and and that's difficult for you because they might be full time and they've got to go there quite often. And that's what we can recognize, right? And that's what we can give to them. We, We can give them that understanding of, look, I know this is hard. I know this is hard for you right now. You know, tell me more about work. What else is happening? Okay, that is really, really supportive stuff. It might be that as the conversation is continuing, you know, they are kind of giving you a bit more room. You've li- you've listened for quite a while. And you might say to them, have you thought about going to the doctors? You know, and, and then if they've said no, why not? You know, it's okay to challenge. Why haven't you? I can't get an appointment. Um, I, ring, I ring and no one answers, whatever it might be. Okay, why don't we sit down and do an e-consult together and then they'll call you. How about that? You know, it might be that they can't even go online or they don't know how to do an e-consult. Practical help is everything. Never underestimate the importance of practical help. When someone's feeling flustered, the least thing they want to do is go onto a computer and fill out a form. So by you saying, look, let's fill out a form together, that is a massive, massive help and a step for them. And they can feel they've done it too. Yes, you've helped them along the way, but they were a part of that. You didn't just fill it all in and take over. You didn't take over. You did it together. And that's that's a very empowering step for somebody who is experiencing mental health issues. You need to validate their feelings, obviously. You know, like I said before, look, I can understand that this is difficult for you. I can understand you'd feel like this. I can understand after that conversation, you'd feel anxious. You know, whatever it is, relate to it. You know, relate to it. You know, don't make them feel stupid. Don't make them feel weak. Don't make them feel that they, you know they shouldn't feel like this or shouldn't be saying this like we all have pain we all have struggles and we all need someone to talk to about it right so validate their feelings and then last but not least you know the best thing you can do is letting them know where they can go for help so if you do have a conversation with someone letting them know look you know I know Samaritans for instance there's 24-hour service if you thought about giving them a call like online 
um, call online or on the telephone, or you can email them actually. So you could suggest that if you were local to somewhere, you might recommend a crisis service or a mental health service. You know, you might be doing some research, but it's always good to keep in mind. And it might be a case of, look, you know, we can ring together if you want, like we can ring together or I'll come to the GP appointment with you. You know, we all need someone. And when you're feeling vulnerable, it can feel very, very scary, like to open up about how you feel is absolutely terrifying okay absolutely terrifying so let's make this a little bit easier for someone and make it so that they don't feel so alone okay because remember it's not their fault they feel like this maybe they've made wrong decisions along the way or not looked after themselves but it's still not their fault the fault is the depression the anxiety that's the problem not the individual okay so we need to work with the individual to get rid of the problem Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast topic. I thought this is a really, really important one to do because this is one that causes a lot of despair within families or friendships because all you want to do is grab them and go, right, do this, this and this and you'll feel great. But don't forget, people who feel low, they're not very motivated. They're not very um, quick at going, yep, I'll do this, I'll do that because of how they're feeling. So make sure you're not saying anything that's too overwhelming for them, you know, and if you're giving them information, give really short, clear information, you know, if you're sending a text, don't put like 10 services, add one or two, you know, make it easy, accessible, you know, and give them different options. And and then it's about checking in with them, seeing how they are and, you know, giving them some suggestions, okay? But remember this, you are in control of you and they are in control of them they might not feel it but as they work through themselves they will start to realize the power that they have you can get them to listen to my podcast episode how to turn your pain into power might they might find that helpful that is actually the most listened to episode out of all of my episodes so far so it's obviously a hit um and yeah, and, and it's just about taking it step by step, but resonate and remember that you need to look after you as well. You can't be consumed with this because actually they need to start taking action too, okay? They need to do something for them. And if they've not got there yet, you've got to give them time. They might be in denial. They might not think they're that bad yet. They might be scared. They might, you know, be um, building up the courage to go to access a service. So you've got to give them time. But look, at the end of the day, if you're ever really, really concerned about someone's mental health, you reach out, you call different agencies and get some advice. Okay, well, look after yourself, Hans. I hope you are having a lovely start to the new year. Um, don't forget the workshop is still available for the whole of January. So if you want to get um, good on your mindset and you want to um, put your goals in for this year, get on it. We've had some really, really good feedback, which is lovely. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be much more to come for us. Over and out, have a lovely weekend. Weekend, have a lovely week and you'll hear from me next week. Bye.